How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 14 of Sporadic. Really crushing these episodes lately, everybody. It is February 3rd, 2023, and I have had a lovely week without my beautiful and amazing wife. We have had a very hectic schedule lately, and I have had some health problems, and so it was very necessary for me to have a little alone time to be a cranky little little boy in my apartment but i will tell you all about this boy oh boy has it been a time okay so i am i've been seeing this homeopathic doctor who's been helping me get my absurd <laughs> comedic levels of gastrointestinal issues solved and uh he gave me some new he, we, we sort of like went over all these uh, test results. He gave me all these home tests. I told, talked about on one of the previous episodes that, uh, you know, I'm really good at bleeding onto a piece of paper now. Now I'm an expert in bleeding onto a piece of paper. So I sent him all these tests. I bled onto a piece of paper. I pooped into a little cardboard tray. I breathed into some glass tubes. I collected my spit. Uh, there was a blood test, like a like a blood out of my veins test, not a not a blood from my fingers test, and we we sat down over Zoom and we went over all these uh you know these test results and you know the test was the tests were hard to do they were difficult because they required a lot of like you are in your home and you have to do this is your responsibility so these are all the instructions that you don't do this yes do this. And I don't know, this is the sort of thing that always stresses me out. I had like three panic attacks about these tests. One of the tests, you can only eat rice and chicken for 24 hours before you take the test. Another test, you can't take any Pepto-Bismol for like two weeks before you take the test. You got to read all this material. You got to be so careful and specific. And also, I'm a busy guy, you know, me and my me and my wife had a wedding to plan. And so it took a really long time to get these tests out. So we finally get these tests out. We, me and this doctor meet up over the Zoom, and we go over them. And one of the things that I'm always terrified with tests, with medical tests, is that they're going to be like, yeah, you're fine. You know, we don't know. Because I've had so many medical issues in my life, and I've had so many medical tests where they're like, all right, we're just going to do this to make sure you don't have cancer. And then they're like, okay, you don't have cancer. Congratulations. And then I'm like, great. Thank you very much. But what's wrong? What is... <laughs> What's the thing that's wrong with me? And they're like, well, it's not cancer. A lot of my doctors are just cancer finders and they their job is to not find it. Or they 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 get, you know, they're like, ah, don't worry. It's my job to eliminate that you don't have this one specific type of cancer. So you don't have to worry about that one. So anyways, I've taken all these tests and I've seen all these doctors and everyone's like, yeah, we got this test back and it's inconclusive, blah, blah, blah. This homeopathic doctor, he shows me the test results from all the tests, and there's like a website that I that he uses where he can show me all the different, you know, test results. And next to each of the tests, I think it was like five tests, is just a big red abnormal. <laughs> and so it's very validating to finally have like a an official medical test be like, yeah, no, something's wrong. Something's definitely wrong, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I know, because uh, I feel terrible, you know? So then we went through all the tests, and goddamn, this doctor is so fucking hilarious. 
And I like him. I do like him. He's he's got a cool vibe and everything, and he's definitely helping me out. But the the funny thing is, we're going through these tests with a fine tooth comb, and he was going through like every single test result. He'd be like, "All right, your PTXs are in a good level, and your JBRs are in a good level, and your KX125s are at a good level." He went through all the things where nothing was wrong, and there were like dozens of categories and he would be like if this was wrong then you'd probably be feeling a little tingling in your belly button but uh it's in a good level so we're not worried about that if this level was wrong well then you'd have red shoulders but uh yeah it, yours, yours are in a good level so i'm not worried about that this uh, if you're if your these are too low your ears fall off and uh but you don't have that and i'm like i feel like we're wasting a lot of time here <laughs> going over all the things that aren't wrong just get to the things that are wrong. So he, we sort of like honed in on these like three or four different things that um, could be causing all of my issues. And then, you know, he gave me like a little chart for like what our process is. It's like identify the things that are wrong, solve the things that are wrong, and then replace the wrong things with the good things. And I was like, okay, I like this plan. So he gave me these new supplements. And the, the old supplements were to make me feel better. The new supplements are the ones that are trying to heal the underlying issues. And when that happens, when you are taking curative as opposed to, you know, just make you feel better drugs and, uh, and supplements, sometimes it can make you feel worse while it, they are working. And that is what happened to me. You know, he gave me these... these um, these supplements, they're they're really powerful. They they give me extremely powerful burps that smell of oregano and lemon and black pepper. It is bananas. It is it is bananas. It's a lot of pills. I, I counted them and at, at one point I was taking fifteen pills a day. And for a while it was just like burps, you know, but then me and the wife go on this trip. Which I was actually really excited about. So this trip was uh, arranged and organized by my boss, my wonderful and incredible boss, the YouTube sensation stand-up uh, stand-up master Steve Hofstetter. You know he had he he's a he lives in Pittsburgh now. He's not a very big on cold weather, and so he arranged this trip down to Florida where he was going to stay with his girlfriend for a couple of weeks and then do a couple of shows to pay for the vacation to Florida. And so he asked me if I wanted to do the shows and if I wanted to stay down in Florida for a little bit. And so me and the wife kind of like put a little plan together. And unfortunately, we didn't get to chill with him and his girlfriend at the house at all, but we did get to have a really nice trip. And I was excited because my wife has seen me do stand-up, but she's never seen like what the process of being on the road is like. All of the pre-work and the post-work and the packing and unpacking and the you know getting ready for the shows and doing the shows and doing the merch line and going home and filling out your merch sheets and things like that so yeah and it also it, it so it was going to be two shows so already a very easy tour and also the two shows were each show was only one show sometimes we do two shows in a night and each each of these shows are just one uh sometimes the shows are in not comedy clubs and then we have to do a lot of work to like actually set the place up and get it ready for a comedy show both of these shows were in comedy clubs so we didn't have to worry about that uh both these shows the comedy clubs had kitchens so we didn't have to worry about all right where we're we gonna get food before the show 
And also the two shows were only 90 minutes away from each other. Sometimes the shows can be five hour drive away from each other. Sometimes they can be one time very specifically that it was a 14 hour drive in between uh, two double shows. So that was a fun one. Uh, regular, regular fans may have heard that story. Boy, oh boy, was it a delight. Anyways, so me and the wife fly down to uh, Orlando, Florida, where we get into the hotel, we take naps, we get a little food, and then we go over to the venue to get started. And, uh, you know, we, me and the other comics, we set everything up and we, we do the shows. Uh, me and the wife have a mutual friend who uh, spends a lot of time down in Florida. She was there. She came out to see the show. And whenever, every time I do a show for people that I that I know I could do a show for a million people and not be stressed out at all. But if there's, if there's 20 people in the audience and I know one of them, then I stress out about it because then suddenly there's consequences. You know, if this person sees me do poorly, then they will think that I am throwing my life away by pursuing this, you know? So I was a little nervous going into the first show, but it, and it ended up going spectacularly and very pleased with how both the shows went. Uh, we partied a little bit that first night uh, we would go to the second show in Tampa, and at the second show, my wife was like, you know, I understand why this is so exhausting. I understand why I tour is so hard, and that, that was also very validating for me because I was like, this is the easiest tour that we've ever done, and if you're feeling even a little bit of the exhaustion that we feel when we're on the road doing this easy tour, then you will surely understand what is so difficult about being on the road. So... Things were not planned great after the shows because we thought that another comedian was going to be staying in the guest bedroom with Steve. We arranged to stay with a friend of ours, but in order to stay with this friend of ours, we had to drive back to Orlando after Tampa. So the next day we drove like an hour or two to Orlando, picked up our friend, and then drove five hours to Miami. And that was exhausting. That was very, very tiring. And, you know, we we get into uh, to Miami, shower, change, go out to dinner, have a really nice time. Uh, the next day, me and the wife, we go to the beach, we get massages, we have a really nice lunch, uh, and then we go out to dinner. We had a most amazing dinner. These fucking prawns that were the size of my fist, like no exaggeration. I've never seen shrimp this big in my entire life. And just like had a fucking, you know, really nice time. Uh, the next day we fly back to New York, real short trip, you know, in and out, which is exhausting. It was, it was a tiring trip to be sure. We had so many activities, uh, in such a short amount of time. We get back and we get back on Sunday, and Sunday's real chill because, you know, take a couple edibles, watch some television, fall asleep early. The next day, uh, we are, you know, just like living our lives, having a regular-ass life. And I am like, all right, time to get back to my regular routine. I was on vacation, and everything was, you know, flying by the seat of our pants, doing whatever we want. But now it's time to go back to real life. And I just eat my regular-ass food, and I take my supplements. And that night, I woke up with the most intense acid reflux that I, I, maybe I've ever had. I have never had it this bad. I was nauseous, and I vomited twice. 
and that that I was it's so foreign to me just like vomiting like out of nowhere that's not a thing that happens for me usually and it was like an acidity kind of vomit just like really fucking made my throat raw for a while and I didn't know what caused this, you know? Is it these new supplements that I'm taking? Is it because I've been eating like an idiot on vacation for the past four or five days? Is it because uh, there's like a stomach flu or something like that? I've got no fucking idea. So that started two weeks of me just being physically miserable and exhausted. That's the weird thing about this acid reflux problem that I have is that it tires me out in a way that I do not understand, where... I feel the symptoms so specifically in my esophagus, and yet I I feel as though I have a 40-pound weight on my shoulders. It's bananas. Uh, so just, yeah, just two weeks of me feeling like utter, utter trash. My throat is raw. I'm exhausted. I'm worried about what I'm supposed to be eating. I had to skip an entire uh, cycle of these uh, supplements because I was like, I, the day after that I vomited, I was like, I'm too nauseous, I can't eat anything. Um, and I was, you know, emailing with my with my doctor, and I was like, is it the supplements? What should I do? And he's like, you're gonna, you, you, this is normal. You're gonna be fine. Just keep me posted. If this happens, if this happens, let me know. Blah blah blah. Um, so, anyways, one thing I forgot to mention. I, is that I, so Florida is trash. Like, the entire state of Florida is garbage, right? I think we can all agree on that. You don't get the phenomenon of Florida men if your state is normal, if your state is okay. But I think particularly, like, Miami is also trash. And I don't know what it is, but I have felt this for a very long time, that there are, there are parts about Miami that are nice, there are things that are nice in Miami, but Miami itself is just so trashy. And I don't I don't know if this is the thing that everybody else is picking up or some people are like I love Miami or what, but there's something about like how much like the aesthetic of Miami is like white buildings with white walls and you go into the restaurant and everything's white, everything's just like glistening white. It feels very 80s to me. And 80s to me also feels like the embodiment of like trashy, fancy, expensive the, the the way that you would be trendy and high-end in the 80s is trashy, you know? It's like gold and white and pink fluorescence, you know, and loud colors and things like that. It just feels like very, I don't know, just feels gross to me. So, yeah, I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but that is, that's the vibe that I get from Miami. Uh, so, yeah. So... The week that I felt the worst is the week that my wife was still in town. She had to go to L.A. for uh, a week for work. Uh, we are very excited about moving to L.A., but it is a big stress looming in the uh, in the foreground of our future. Uh, and so I was feeling miserable while she was here. I was feeling a little less miserable while she was gone because I was in the healing phase of my terrible acid reflux two weeks. And I was feeling so shitty that there's a, uh, a supplement that I was using before that my homeopathic doctor recommended that has been sold out since early October. And without having realized it, it's like this supplement and one of the other ones that I'm currently using, I think we're doing like the lion's share making me feel better. And it's, it's been out of stock for months. And so I've just had to exist on this one supplement uh, and 
it's been real up and down there because uh, I'm a bad little boy and <laughs> I like to eat what I want to eat and sometimes I get high and I eat things I'm not supposed to and I like I like to see what I can get away with you know we're we're eating and my esophagus are concerned I am like a uh, a, a child who is pushing the boundaries what can I get away with what what, what what's going to get me in trouble uh, so I was feeling so shitty that I actually called the company that makes this out-of-stock supplement that was helping me so much. And I, I was just, I don't know what I was trying to accomplish, but I just wanted to be like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Any word on the supplement or people asking about it? I want to get a vibe. I want to see if, like, the day that it drops is going to be sold out like a, you know, like a sneakerhead event, you know? Like fucking Supreme pop-up. So I call them up and the website said that they're not going to get the supplement back for another like 20 days. And I called them up and they were like, oh, actually, we might have it next week. And so I signed up for notifications as soon as they got. I signed up for two separate emails to my Yahoo and my Gmail because I'm like, I do not want to miss the second that the supplement is available. But I'm very excited because if it works the way that I remember it working and if... Uh, I can get back to the to how I was feeling back then. It is just like it's a it's a fucking beast. It's a monster change. It is. I just feel so much better all the time, and there's so much more flexibility with what I can eat. I'm just fucking psyched as hell about it. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's the you know the basic updates. I've been you know because I've been feeling so shit. I've been kind of checked out of politics a little bit. I'm still reading the news and everything, but. I don't feel like the the kind of intense need to offer commentary on contemporary political events the way that I the way that I usually do, you know? I don't know. There's something different about what's going on now. It almost feels like what we needed to do in the past is shout our heads off about what was going on because we didn't see it anywhere else. And we were like, we're not crazy. Like the this is this is not right the way the things are going and these politicians are fucking psychopaths and they're terrible, but nobody's talking about it and it's fucking insane. But now it feels like the narrative has shifted a little bit, not enough, but it really feels like people are talking about how the house, which is now controlled by Republicans is their children and their psychopaths and they are chaos agents and it's a fucking mess and everybody looks at it is like this is a fucking sloppy mess and we get it. And that's like what all the news stories are. The news stories aren't like why won't I mean this, this stuff still exists, but it feels like the the overwhelming cultural narrative is that Republicans are are fringe, extreme psychopaths who are acting like children who do not know how to legislate. They are not operating they're not doing the things that the country needs doing they're not doing the things that people want them to do they are just appealing to a very small base of fringe extremists and normally that is the sort of thing that i would feel like i needed to shout from the rooftops but it feels like we know it feels like everybody knows that now and it's very it's very relaxing to think about that and how that responsibility is no longer on our shoulders the political influencers of the world but it does mean that i I step away from this one consistent creative output that I used to have, which was, you know, making these videos and, you know, making this commentary and stuff. Um, 
So yeah, so a little checked out from politics, but I have been watching a lot of movies lately, and so I got a couple of things to talk about. Number one is I saw this movie Body Heat, which is an old movie with William Hurt and Kathleen Turner, uh, and I really liked Body Heat, but there's like some really weird shit in it. I like it. It's just like a vibe, you know? It's like everybody's so fucking sweaty and hot the entire time, and the sex that they're having is like, it's it's <laughs> it's like biblical <laughs> it's like no one's ever fucked the way these two people are fucking <laughs> in this movie and afterwards they're just like walking around thinking about their fucking all day and they're just like god damn we're gonna fucking you and i if there was a fucking olympics we would win you know get the gold every year uh and there's also like a shot a super weird not explained shot of this like clown driving down the street in a clown car like looking at william hurt at one point and it's very funny. It's like very on the nose. Like you're acting like a clown. You're being clowned, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and lastly, I watched this movie that I had seen a trailer for. And I knew it was going to be a bad movie. But there's something. Sometimes I just get so curious about things. I just like I have to watch this thing, you know. And it, it was like that. There was a movie that came out a little while ago called Alita Battle Angel. That was just like weird cgi like robot girl falls in love with this boy or some shit like the movie was terrible but for some reason the trailer just got me i was like what the fuck is this man and similarly there was this other trailer that got me that i i did not even ask my wife if she wanted to watch it with me because i was like this there's no way she's gonna want to watch this stupid movie it's called midnight sun and it's starring bella thorne and a pile of dirt. <laughs> this guy that is acting across from Bella Thorne, uh, who a very attractive man, supposed to be the male romantic teen love interest, is just the most boring, blank hunk of, of driftwood in human form. The man is just a tan block of mayonnaise sculpted into a teenage boy it is just like i cannot believe that this how i don't understand how this guy got got <laughs> surely you have to understand that we're not buying it that we're not buying this guy having emotions and stuff i'll tell you so uh you know it's it's not a good movie it's kind of like a low rent uh the fault in our stars you know sad movie about teens and loves and uh, there's a disease involved of course um, but this guy is so fucking dull that at one point he's like trying to be flirty and he's like, want to see something really cool. And I started laughing watching this movie. Cause just imagine him reaching into his pocket and pulling out just like mud <laughs> and being like, isn't this cool? Look. And she's, and it's, it's actually kind of funny because the entire movie, she's so smitten with this guy, but he's nothing like there's nothing there. So it's like watching a woman falling in love with a lamp. And just she, everything this dude does, even though it's the most charmless, bland thing in the world, she's just like, oh, my heart. Oh, my God. So just imagine pulling him, him pulling mud out of his pocket and, and her going, oh, my God, it is so cool. You're right. He's like, yeah, mud cool. Yeah, mud. <laughs> I know. It's not what happened in the movie, but it is what I it, it, it would have fit so perfectly if this guy had just pulled mud out of his pockets 
because he was so bland and he was so uninteresting that nobody would have been surprised if if the thing that he thought was so cool was just mud in his pocket. Uh, all right, that's all the business for this episode of Sporadic, everybody. I hope you enjoyed my my random rantings and ravings. Uh, give you. I got one recommendation for you. Me and the wife saw Megan, which was the uh, you know kind of like a child's play ish movie about an AI doll that turns evil, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, boy, oh boy, that movie was fun as hell. Highly recommended. Not not really scary. Very self aware. It's just a, a a big pile of joy and style. Your self aware joy style. It's just great, you know. Just go see Megan; it's a delight. And don't, but don't expect it to be anything it's not. You know, like you have to understand what you're walking into. This is a camp, fun, joy experience. Uh, all right, and that's basically it. New season of uh, of uh, Vox Vox Machina is uh, out now, which I am enjoying. It's not. I don't think it's as good as the first season, but I'm definitely enjoying it. Uh, call your cable company and tell them you want to drop Fox News the way that. Uh, Comcast dropped Newsmax. Fuck those guys. Twitter sucks, so follow me on Mastodon. Go to Mastodon. Don't use Twitter. It's terrible. Patreon.com slash Jarrett Berenstein. Sign up for all sorts of fun little perks. You could. There are so many high thoughts that I didn't that I don't share with you guys that I am saving in case I ever get a patron on my Patreon. And JarrettBerenstein.com for all the latest updates on my upcoming shows and uh, creative projects. Have an excellent day have an excellent week be good to yourselves be good to each other and uh i will see you here soon take care goodbye